Let's get to part two of this segment of Breaking Down Black Lives Matter. You probably heard the first episode and you're asking, on what grounds, what audacity do you have to call this group a dangerous group? Well, I grew up I grew up under someone who was a history major in English minor. And the one thing that I had to learn about were various events throughout the timeline of history. And I'll be honest with you, man, Marxism just doesn't work. We could ask Lenin, we could ask Stalin, we could ask Mussolini. Did it work for you? Maybe it did for a little bit, but eventually they were all met with the same unbridled violence that got them to where they were at through means of deception. So, one of the things that disturbs me is the astronomical amounts of money, not only that have been donated to this, to this, to this organization, but to the Democratic Party. Um, we have financed. It, it, it looked like basically everybody that was that was on the the, uh, the Democratic debate this year. We financed them in one way or, or the other, from Elizabeth Warren to Bernie Sanders, not once but twice, and Joe Biden's campaign. I believe Joe Biden's campaign got one hundred and fifty-four million dollars. This is the type of money that, that 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 these candidates got. Like they they didn't get. You know, tens of thousands or maybe hundreds of thousands. They got hundreds of millions of dollars. And to be honest with you, where people of color are at at this very moment, I take that as a sign of straight up disrespect. Why? I'll tell you why. Because I grew up in an inner city. Where we had to make do with nothing. And we still found a way to persevere through what would seem an impossible situation. And we did it with love. And if one inner city had an opportunity to experience the headroom of being able to redevelop things with a $154 million budget. Do you do, do you have any idea? I, I do. And one of the ideas that I have is with something like that managed in the right hands with the right people and the right direction, we just might, we just might be able to leave something for the next generation and not the same crap that was inherited to us. We, we don't need to go around expecting people to treat us better or to expect people to want to include us in things. 
We should be spending that time trying to figure out how we can create that for ourselves. That's the problem. That's the problem. Too many people spend way too much time living vicariously through other people. You got to stop doing that. Because as long as you do that, as long as anybody does that, we'll, we'll, we'll never understand what, what all of this is really about. You're just going to get on your knees and give up all your power and your will to somebody who probably isn't going to use it the way that you thought it should be used once you actually get a chance to see what they're doing with it and how they feel about it behind the scenes. It will make you furious. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of the fact that a big portion of these millions of dollars that they've gotten goes to South America. All right. I'm pretty sure, you know, the brothers and sisters of South America, they're going through some shit and it's real down there. But I'm going to be honest with you. I don't stay in South America. I've never been to South America. And there's probably a chance I'll never experience South America. If. You call your corporation global. Then. Why not? Why not do it from another perspective? Because it. It. it at least from how I looked at it when I actually put it together, it looked like they were usurping the resources financially from people and relocating it somewhere else. They're playing some weird game of musical chairs with a lot of money. And... I don't really like the sound of that. That that has the potential to be very dangerous with the wrong people and the wrong set of ideas. Identity politics at its best, like I said in part one. What you have to understand, whether it's the Anarchist ideology of Antifa or the Black Lives Matters movement um, or the Democratic or the Republican Party or politics or sports or religion. You as a person of color and now now I'm addressing people of color specifically. You as a person of color, you are considered what I've heard people call useful props. How does it feel to come to the realization that you're nothing more than a mere useful prop for someone else to use when they feel it's convenient and it matches their narrative? How does that make you feel? It made me pretty upset when I, when I first realized it. I was as mad as a white-faced hornet. And if you've ever seen those hornets... Those have to be the most aggressive hornets I've ever seen. And they're probably the most aggressive ones out of the family of hornets. To my knowledge, I don't want to meet anything more aggressive than that. It made me very upset. Because 
you know, I'm 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 not a I'm not a useful prop. I'm not a useless prop. I'm not fodder for a prison system. I'm not a super predator. Uh, I don't fit your profile. Uh, I, I, I'm not your idiot. Uh, you know, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. I say the greatest trick a man has ever pulled on another man is to convince another man that looks like the other man a chance to infiltrate. You had to have learned around 2008 if you didn't. That was probably the first experiment of identity politics. It's probably happened before, but that's that that that's where it was for me where identity politics started. And what do I mean by identity politics? I mean by this nice man who's a senator who basically came out of nowhere who's the most articulate speaking man that you've ever heard in your life as if no black person was articulate before this man came. Um, yeah. He goes by a couple couple names as I can see. And I got some people on certain channels saying he ain't even breathing no more. But... <sighs> The identity politics started with that person, whatever his name is, right? And it started with him because a lot of people voted for the simple fact that he was a black person. But what they failed to realize was that he was more than just a black person. He just happened to be a person that looked kind of black but he really had a whole nother set of agendas and policies and ideologies that didn't really match the handshake. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A Trojan horse. I said it. Fight me. But we all got duped. We all got duped. It happens. It happens. But the way they did it was so lame. It was so lame. And from what's being said, the chickens are coming home to roost. And it's happening at an unprecedented rate. But it's happening. So it was around the time. That, that, that was around the time. Um, it wasn't 2008. It was probably around 2013. Um when this all started with the whole Trayvon thing, because I remember they first came out with that, and um, you know, I I was already like kind of kind of weirded out at the time, because you know, my eyes weren't open to a lot of things yet, and I mean they were open. Make no mistake, I I was very aware of stuff. 
around that time, but not to that point to be able to break it down how I'd be able to break it down now. And, you know, we take 2013, we had the the, the, the Trayvon situation, we had the, the North Carolina situation, you know, and like people were just tense, they were riled up, they were angry, and, and not only were they just angry, they were angry at the fact that The actions of the judicial system match the actions of what was happening on the street in real time. Mm. I I never really went back and looked at that North Carolina thing, you know. I just I just remember the picture they put everywhere and I didn't like it, but I'm saying all this to say that all, all of that was identity politics, like all of it, all of it. And it, it's the type of things that get you, <clears throat> it gets you hooked, lined and reeled in to um, poppycock, the rigmarole, that, 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 that's what, that's what you get reeled into the BS, bro. I'll say it again like I probably said it the first time. Do I think some things probably need to be destroyed and set on fire and burn? Probably. Behind the way people of color have been treated? Probably a couple things need to burn. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Taking things? That's a whole nother thing. Protesting is completely different from all of those. So we can... Realize that we're at a fork in the road. But I think that if we're going to destroy and damage things, it should have a very finite, focused, and concise direction. There should be no wasted movements because the movements that we make are to bring attention to the movement that we really want to happen. That's all it should be used for as 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 a uh a theater prop to get to get to the next scene of the play. So yeah, some some stuff could have burned down. Some people could have got hurt. That's definitely on the menu. But what I'm trying to say is like we do that and then we come with this legislation, we come with this bill, we come with Something that we're trying to get passed through unanimously. And like most people probably already would know in their mind, it would be a lot of it would be shot down. You go back out in the streets, rinse, wash, repeat. And eventually those things would start start getting attention, the, the desired attention that they want. That That's how you get it done. That's how anybody's gotten it done they didn't get it done by by saying kumbaya. They didn't get it done in in coot in kunta kente cloth kneeling. They didn't get it done being friends, and they didn't get it done making treaties. Those were all lies. They were all smoke and mirrors. The only way people got things is through sheer violence. 
You give them a little dose of sheer violence and then you give them a little bit of intelligence. If you don't want to deal with the intelligence, we'll give you some more sheer violence. Maybe we'll turn the violence up a couple notches on the volume. And then we'll try to come back with the intelligence again. And then maybe if you don't want to hear that at that point, then maybe we should really turn it on and let you know that this this isn't something that 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 we plan to take lightly. See, that's how you're supposed to approach something if you're going to do something. Not this. This was just destroy, 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 burn, burn, burn. Fight, fight, fight. What is that? At that, 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 that when when I when I sit back and I think about it and I look at it, it's the equivalent to going out and marching. Like maybe that worked for them. I don't think it really worked in the grand scheme of things. I think there's a better way to get things done. Sheer violence. But the violence has to be controlled and it has to be focused and it has to it has to have an objective. And if it doesn't have any of those things, then it's just senseless violence. It really makes no sense. And it's not something that I would condone. But in a special circumstance like that, damn straight. But we probably ain't ready for that part of the conversation. I'm sure of it because everybody's just all in their feelings and they're all mad, but they don't know what to be really mad about or why they're mad they're just regurgitating what 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 what, what all of these devices are telling them to think as you're listening to this podcast and i hope intelligent people are listening to this podcast but when was the last time you had a thought that came from your own mind when can 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 you remember the last time you had a thought that came from your own mind, because, you know, if you go back and you actually take the time to look at some of the thoughts that are in your mind, you'll realize that some of these thoughts aren't your thoughts. I think I said that already. So the money, the money has been grossly misallocated at the least. It would appear that In order for you to truly be black, you must think and vote Democrat. They're kind of saying that with, with the whole tie to the act blue thing, too, aren't they? Um, I think people should be allowed to think and feel however they want. Shouldn't be limited to, to, to a political party. That's asinine. That's preposterous. How 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 are we going to um have the audacity to limit someone to one one choice? How? That's unfair. That's not fair at all. What, what if what if that what if that thoughts and 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 what they want to apply themselves to doesn't adhere to that said party at all? Then what? Then what? Oh, I already tell you what it is. In case you didn't know, you're you're. If you do all of this, you're an Uncle Tom. You're a sellout. You're a coon. Um. You're a fake MF. Uh. You're a sellout. Uh. You're a jigaboo. You're a sambo. Oh, can I keep going? I don't really know if I want to or I should, but I'm pretty sure there's more 
more more more terms for it that really you're just done out of childish anger. You do it and you say it because you're a little kid. You're scared little kid. Scared little man. What are you scared of? What are you scared of? Why are you letting people fool you to believe that you should be scared of something? What are you scared of? Somebody told me the other day, because people now have reason to believe that uh, I work for Mother Russia because of the way I've been feeling about some of the things I've been saying online. And my question to that person is, what are you afraid of? To any of those people who have been asking me, not just that one person, because it, 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 it's not even that relevant to single it down to one person because it's been an algamation of all of these people. So the question that I have to ask is, what are you afraid of? Because I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of someone feeling different than me. I'm not afraid of someone maybe being jealous of me. I'm not afraid of someone even hating me or having great disdain for me. I didn't come here for any of that. Maybe you came here for that on some lower vibrational type feed, but I ain't come here for that. I came here to be able to create a situation to hopefully provide for myself and the ones that I care the most about. And maybe... Just maybe if I do good enough, I can provide another situation for the person that's going to come after me. Just maybe I can do that. Maybe I'll get a chance. That would be nice. I don't think that's too much to ask for. But the question I have to ask is like, what what, what are you afraid of? Because I'm not afraid. And... I know fear is big business from this COVID situation to, you know, police brutality and, 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 um, racism in America and fear is big business. September 11th, fear is big business, bro. Keep that in mind. Fear is big business. It's probably one of the biggest businesses ever because, <clears throat> and see, this, this this goes back to what I just said about sheer violence. The fear is created by sheer violence. It's created by sheer violence. If we're room, if 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 we're sitting in a room and this room has a, uh, if this room is filled with gangsters to the brim, everybody's in there, then put in work. But I'm the dude who gets the guy everybody thinks is the man and I split his head open in front of everybody. Guess who becomes the gangster now out of everybody? And that's because of fear. It's not because of love. It's not because of of, of any, any eloquent thing that you want to put together at, at this very moment. Fill in the blank. But it was done by fear. Sheer violence and fear. Like medicine, it can it can be applied in, in, in certain doses to get desired results quickly. Is it is it necessary all the time? No. This should be like the last of last of last resorts. This should be 
if, if, if this was like a fire extinguisher, this would be the glass that you never break in case you actually have to break the glass in an emergency. <laughs> okay. That's how you should do it. You should treat this like a, a, a fourth or fifth, sixth degree black belt and how he could just basically kill you with his bare hands. But it is his level of discipline that reframes him from showing you sheer violence. That right there. I don't, I don't like race hustlers. I don't like race hustlers, and I feel these people are race hustling at at the at the, at the highest marquee. They're race hustling, and they're getting somebody's getting paid. If they're not getting paid because this is supposedly a nonprofit, somebody's getting paid, and somebody's getting paid big time, big time. It's so big. People worried about you know people's tax returns coming in. They should be asking about BLM's tax return. What what did they get on a calendar year? Just a year. I, I'd be trying to go back since 2013, but still. So you got that money issue. You got the Act Blue, the Tides Foundation, and the Thousand Currents connection. Also suspect. What's the next thing that 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 I deem completely suspect? Um, I had it on the tip of my tongue too. Let me think about it. It's it's the next thing that kind of like threw me off was the mission statement, and this is what we're gonna go into next because I want to break these down into smaller segments. So people can digest them better. So this is the Illustrious Minds podcast, BLM Breakdown Part 2.